Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick-butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And whoa, whoa, whoa back All up. Right. Uh, and Larson, young boy Larson, Quizzlemania second runner-up, uh, Larson. <laughs> Man, I was I, I was cheering you on. We had all I sorts of friendos it. in the chat room there, five thousand large. I don't know if they're all friendos, but a good portion of them were in there cheering you on, trying to get you, trying to get you that moral support. And uh, and I think third place is is pretty darn good. Well, considering the situation I was going to like the last three rounds, third place, I I was satisfied with that. I, I was wondering if you were digging a hole for yourself intentionally so that you can like see the, the you know, I know you're very competitive and I want yeah. to see if maybe you were like, hey, I'm going to see if I can really get myself out of a giant hole. Yeah, I'm competitive, but I just like to win the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you like you want the kind you, you're competitive, but just you don't want any tension or drama. You just no, want I just, it. I just I, I want the comfort of knowing that I'm like winning the whole time. <laughs> exactly. I don't want any drama. I don't want any tension. Like it's that man. Like the the twenty questions one I uh, mentioned to you before we started is like a pure panic attack the whole time. Yeah, it's so tense. And like me, I'm I'm I kind of have a, a you know a little bit of, of, of social anxiety just to be, begin with, mm-hmm. um, and you know I want to be on there. I want to represent going in raw well. I don't make an ass of myself. I don't want to embarrass myself and yeah. therefore our brand. So I wasn't as relaxed as I probably could have been. Yeah. That being said, uh, that segment in particular. Uh huh. Mm, oh wow. Tough. Tough. And everybody, <laughs> before you start, oh my gosh, this is just pure anxiety. I'm like. Oh. What have I got? What have I got myself into? The one part, the one part that I completely related to, well, on any of those things, was when uh, Ollie said, when he was sitting there, it was right before he said Dolph Ziggler. By the way, we're talking about Quizzlemania. It's the amazing wrestling quiz show that Larson uh, guested on today over at Parts Fun Known. Uh, go check it out. Go sub yeah, because I think definitely. they do this every Wednesday. Hopefully, I'll get a shot at it at some point. Arguably the highlight of my day when I drew May Young giving birth to Hand. That was classic. That was amazing. There. That was good stuff. Um, so Larson was on there today. He came in third place, but I thought he had, especially in the later rounds, he had a really good showing. Um, and I got represent- more comfortable. I got more. I, you know, I, I, I calmed down. I got more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, that, that's what we're talking about. But Ollie was sitting there. And it was in the 20 questions one. And uh, and he's sitting there and he says, I, I just, I literally am drawing a blank on any wrestler. <laughs> he like couldn't think. And that's going to be me if I ever get on the show, I, like for everything. 
they're gonna they're gonna show like you know I'm a pretty decent artist. They're gonna like bust out a freaking thing that I'm no, I'm never even heard of. <laughs> I know. So I don't know, man. Uh, it was it was a blast though. You should. It's gonna. I think it's live. Right. It I think is. the it's VOD right of it, yeah. is, it is, is still live, is. so you can check it that is. out. It was really good. But anyways, we're here to talk about All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Uh, uh, empty uh, arena, except, save for they brought in some of these, uh, I'm assuming, Nightmare Factory kids. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. Uh, they were them and, of course, uh, a couple of the, the Rudos and Technicos there were also lining the uh, – the, uh, the the behind the barriers there barricades there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was a, I thought it was like probably the most entertaining first half of a dynamite since they've oh, do, really been, been doing the empty arena stuff. The second half not as much, but it was still overall a pretty fun show. Um, I think if they had found I understand why they had kind of fatten it up a little bit with uh, some more talky pieces. Um, I get that because they shot you know enough uh, stuff to get them through end of may maybe mm-hmm. um so they got to fill these episodes out with some talking head pieces so i get that mm-hmm. uh, i just felt like they kind of went to the mox hager well a bit too much um that being said i know they're building up to the title match next week uh it's obvious they really want to get an audience in for that um they're really trying to develop the story of it there was some interesting bits one segment seemed like it probably would have been enough to double dipping that much a bit too much uh but i thought apart from that like uh apart from that and the weird ending the main event um i thought it was all pretty fun um yeah let's talk about that well okay let's do this though we'll get to that when we get to that because i kind of feel like the main event was there there it it was it was a good match it was a good match Yeah, yeah nothing really out of the ordinary it with the very with the exception of the actual last move but let's talk about What's more interesting about last night? It all happened in the first half hour or in the first half of the show. Two things. Number one, uh, we got Le Champion uh, for commentary. Oh, man. And so the good. combo of him and Skiavone uh, was absolutely amazing. I, I was what, entertained the entire time by him. He's been calling Tony Schiavone Skiavone for 20 plus years, and I still pop every time. Don't you love that? Don't you absolutely so adore that these guys, that, that Jericho, man, who would have thought, like, if. If if you have one answer for who's like the LeBron James of wrestling, it's got to be Jericho, right? Because he does everything, mm-hmm. and he does everything so good. And like it, time and time again, he just reminds us like he was such a pivotal pickup for AEW. He brings such a confidence, and uh, he, he bring it, the dude fills everything. He fills legacy. He fills history. He also feels he he, he fills relevance for today. Mm-hmm. Like he's still completely and totally relevant. He could step back in the WWE and instantly be a challenger. Yeah. Um, but like all like the 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 level of comfortability he has with Tony Schiavone it's and and Tony was simply tickled the entire time. Yeah. Um. My God, it was uh, it was amazing. And I was you know he started off and yeah some of the one liners I know you're thinking of them right now some of the one liners were absolutely hilarious. It was that that fork one that got me. <laughs> You know what they'll find on me? They might find a fork. <laughs> I'll cut a bitch with a fork. I'll pull a fork and cut a bitch. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, God. And then Shivani started chuckling yeah. and said, yeah, you'll cut a bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to repeat what he said. Oh, man. I was. Oh, that was so good. Gosh, that, that killed me. That but got me. Here's the thing about Jericho that I find endlessly entertaining. The thing about Jericho, still to this day, when you listen to his podcast or if you read any of his books, uh, 
he is, oh, and th- this is especially go. It goes to especially last week with his really silly Vanguard One segment when he's in the the, the, the jacuzzi, uh, the hot tub with his leather pants on. Yeah, he revels and loves the absurd nature of wrestling. Well, he, he understands pro wrestling at its core is a ridiculous enterprise and embraces yeah. it. Yeah. More than more than anybody else at his yeah, level. How, like counter, contrast him. That's not to say he doesn't take the craft pro wrestling seriously because it obviously does. Are you about to run down Bret Hart? Yeah. Um, <laughs> contrast that with Bret Hart who seemingly takes everything about pro wrestling series, ser- seriously and if he recognizes the ridiculous nature of it uh, disregards that or he doesn't realize that pro wrestling is inherently ridiculous. Yeah. I wonder how much their career paths had to do with that stuff, though. Because Brett, Brett's been through a lot. Even, even yeah, even before the, the Montreal screw job stuff, he took everything way too seriously. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he, he just totally took it very did. seriously. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, but Jericho, he always loves talking about, like whenever he talks about some of his angles that he's run in wrestling or stuff that he's seen in wrestling, he'll always chuckle at the absurdist nature of some of this stuff. And mm-hmm. so you know he loved the stuff where he's trying to get Vanguard 1 to to join the inner circle. And uh, this week, he had a DDT pro match to yeah, basically... To yeah. That's basically what it was, that tag match. It was so DDT pro. And, and he was popping... For everything, he he was eating it up. It seemed like some. I wonder if this dude, if he was born twenty years later, if he would have got his start, if he would have taken the Kenny Omega route yep. and and did a really heavy DDT pro, you know, run. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. The sense of humor that Chris Jericho has is his his willingness to embrace the absurd and the ridiculous when it comes to pro wrestling. I would not be surprised. Yeah, would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see him out uh, floating on a little barge in the middle of some body of water trying to have a match. Yeah, go karts in an office building, all those things, and loving every second of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, talk about a guy who embraces everything about wrestling. He even referenced Kenny Omega having a match with an eight-year-old and with a blow-up doll. Mm-hmm. He talked about that stuff. You know, probably the only time within the uh, a pro wrestling show you'll hear the word hentai. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Man, and then yeah, I I thought that was endlessly amusing. And then let's talk about the other the other big sort of oh my god moment was uh, Britt Baker and just being bathed in in the blood coming down from her nose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the visuals that we got there. And my God, like we, we've all seen this develop over the past couple months. How she's turned this I'm a dentist thing on its head. And use it. Let me ask you this, man. But f- so fast forward us. Do you think it's the right move? They, they they're really pushing Sheeta, obviously with this victory over Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah. To be the 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 person who I don't know if she's going to take the title off of uh, at off the very of least. At Nyla the very Rose. least, going to challenge next. Yeah, she's going to challenge next, and maybe. But th- Britt Baker. When they get back in front of crowds, this is going to be one of those things, dude, where people love her so much she can try to be a bad guy all she wants. It ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. And I can I, I can see her taking that title off Nyla Rose right now. I have no idea. I don't even know where she is in the standings. Is she like at this point? Isn't she like six in the standings or something? Um, they ran the standings during the show. Excalibur did a rundown, a sleepy sounding Excalibur. And I think <laughs> at the time she was fourth, but obviously that was before yeah. her match tonight. Who was? Do you remember who was? Oh, wasn't Fifth Rio? 
Okay. All it right. was Sheeta, Statlander, uh, Yuka, Britt, and then Riho. Okay. All right. But I mean, look, they can, they can, they can resolve that at any time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but man, I thought that if any time was the right time to sort of call an audible, and I don't know, maybe it's just because it's early, and maybe because they prefer just to keep on building this thing. But man, like Brit, I don't know. That was such a great performance. It really that, was. The match was really good. That part, that bit where she had to get the glove from the ref oh, that and so that good. cost her basically the finish. That was so good. Dude, like was that that had to have been improvised, right? No, I don't know. I think the nature of going to the glove, I thought that was more a reference to the ongoing Oh, oh, that's a good point. Virus okay, thing that's a, that's that a really she is good a point. medical professional. That's a really good and point. If yeah. anybody involved should take those kind of precautions, it would be her. That's why I took a reference to more so than the blood. You're probably right. But the blood, man, the blood made that though. Like in my well, head, I was like, oh, she has to do this because of the blood, and the ref is telling yeah, her, you I mean, can't that, do this. That definitely enhances that. I mean, like some well timed, planned or unplanned blood really enhances the story being told. It really enhances oh, yeah, for that sure. interview yeah. after the fact when, uh, like what was the question she was asked? Because it was really good. But to me, that was easily, and there was some, there was some good matches tonight. That was easily match of the night. Maybe oh, it was really good. Yeah, like that's been the best match I've seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, so later on, she did an interview, and she was asked if she had lived up to her ranking. And Brie goes, "No, she does not a role model like I'm a role model." Says she is the dirtiest wrestler I've ever been in the ring with. He says she better be, she better be thankful she didn't touch my teeth. And then she takes a really good pause. Yeah, right. And then she goes. But even if she did, I could fix them myself because I'm a dentist. And then she walks off. And her delivery was so good. It was so good. I was like, man, like you can you can always chart when people take a next step. And it's like, man, if you had this in front of a crowd, this was Dan, dude, this was a pay-per-view level match that we got. Good, yeah. Yeah. And even like with with AEW, when they have their pay-per-views every quarter. This could have fit perfectly on one of those pay per views. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's probably one of the top, uh, easily one of the top five uh, women's matches they've had in AEW this for far. sure. And that promo was was really good stuff. They, yeah. She has managed to take that she's a dentist thing and flip it on its head so that mm-hmm. she can use it in the most entertaining manner. She's terrific. She's absolutely terrific. Like I will totally say this, that it, as you mentioned earlier, it would have made sense. It would have been totally believable for them to call an audible here or have. Baker going to this match and beat Sheeta. I appreciate they're taking their time with it. Yeah. Because I would anticipate her taking losses while mm-hmm. doing all this. Mm-hmm. He said if this was in front of a crowd, she'd be over huge. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a payoff in some respect. Yeah. I'm just, but because of that, because she's doing so well in the mic, so well in the character stuff, and yet losing, I'm really curious to see where this is going to go because I don't know. Yeah. She could have a breaking point. She could have snap even more. Yeah. And that will eventually lead her to victory, or how is she going to get back to her winning ways? I mean, there's so many different avenues they can go to take to get there. Um, I'm really, I'm invested and interested to find out how they do it. Yeah, me too. She lights up. The, it's it's so funny too because like we saw her like two matches in NXT. Was she in the Mae Young Classic? No, she wasn't. I don't she just so. had like a couple of. She, I remember one. Oh no! She somebody said I saw on Twitter. Somebody said that she had a dark match at Mae Young two. At the oh, at, okay. yeah, at one of those tapings, and that was terrific. Um, so, uh, so yeah, dude, I, I don't know, man. It, it just goes to show, like, you know, if you got the right people around you, like, you know, offering up the right suggestions, 
Yep. Or if they're giving you the freedom to do it yourself, whichever one it is, or if it's a combination of both, could very well be a combination of both. Yeah. Then it's then it, you can you know it's and a it's star also making a, thing. It, it also speaks to the opportunity that she's obviously gotten to get in front of cameras, get in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. and try things. Yeah. For and that's sure. probably something she never really had an opportunity opportunity to do on this type of scale. Yeah. At this level. You know, obviously she's wrestled uh, uh, in front of some decent crowds before, but I don't really know how much character work she really got to do uh, wrestling in the, you know, you know, the various companies I'm sure she wrestled with throughout the years. Yeah. Um, this might be her first real opportunity to explore. Okay. Who do I want to be as Britt Baker, the character? It definitely feels that way. Cause I think mm-hmm. I remember I, I always like, you know, her reputation was always, Hey, she's a pretty good wrestler. But like mm-hmm. beyond that, like, you know, you don't really know much more. It's just, hey, this is somebody to keep an eye on. And then she had like a, you know, a couple matches in NXT. And it's like, oh, are they going to do anything with that? And then she goes to AEW. And then even then it was at first it was like, man, you know, she was probably going to, you know, we all thought that she was going to be the person who was, you know, really focused on. And then uh, and she wasn't. Then she had that first awkward like promo on the uh, on the the beach thing, the bash of the beach thing. Yeah. But then after that, it was just it was off and running, and it was it was it was yeah. really great stuff. So she only started wrestling in 2015, or she made a debut in 2015. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. She actually had episode. She was uh, she was in a squash match against Nia Jax on Raw in 2016. Oh wow! My goodness. And then December 2015, she became the inaugural IWC Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in our Twitch chat, by the way, we do these things live on Twitch. Uh, uh, T Money Belvedere said, uh, "Did it seem like they did the commentary in post? I don't ever recall actually seeing them. That's very possible. That's I there saw was, that on Twitter I don't know, too. Because there was that one point in the main event, I think, when Jericho was running. It's just testament to his his immense skills, where he was yelling at Spears and sound like he got out of his chair." And you could hear him part because I was listening with earbuds. So mm-hmm. I, maybe if you listen to it through TV, don't notice this. I don't know. Uh, we could, you know, it sounds like his head was kind of away from his headset somewhat, mm-hmm. but also it sounded it sounded like the camera mics were picking him up yelling. Hmm. There was one shot t- of them sitting at the booth together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't never know. Showed it during the show. I have no idea. Um, but uh, I don't know if well, I'll put it this way: if they were. I had no idea. I did not know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, it didn't. It didn't at all. I. The only thing I can point to is the one bit where uh, Jericho is yelling at Britt when she turns to the camera and starts dropping a promo mid match. She's like, "Tony, can you?" And the thing, like, she looked to the camera and said, "Tony." And then Jericho started yelling, "Hey, watch out!" And then he said, "She can't hear me." You think if they were at their normal position. Like maybe he meant over the the the, the nightmare kids that were there. Oh, I but don't know. Yeah, th- at that I, I, point, I just I just cut, took that as a gag. Mm-hmm, like yeah. she's talking to camera, and then he's like, "Well, it was it was like I could hear Tony." Uh, uh, I thought it was more about the the gag was they couldn't communicate with her. Maybe, uh, maybe I misremember that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I just I took that know. as a gag. I, I didn't to, like you know yeah. it's possible sort of quibbling about nothing though. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. So let's kick this thing off. Uh, it started with a Jake Roberts pro Caesar. Hail Caesar. And uh, he's like, it was uh, really good. He's like, are you a man, Cody, or a mouse? I love that bit. He's like, I feel like Cody's taking the L tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to face Archer, Cody. Are you a man or a mouse? It's yeah. time to squeak up. Feel like you're taking the L. <laughs> 
after that, we had, in fact, Lance Archer, Jake Roberts is his client, versus Alan Angels. Uh, Jericho kept on getting his name wrong, right? Oh, that's a classic Jericho thing, man. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. He called him, what did he call him? <laughs> Alan Angles? At some yeah. Point. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Yeah. And a couple other things. Oh, man, this yeah. is good. Anyways, this wasn't really a match. Lance Archer just threw Alan Angels uh, across the ring with like an overhead choke slam. That was crazy. And Jericho marked out about that. Yeah, he did. He said, what was that? Um, and then uh, Archer hits his finish, the blackout, for the win. Easy victory for Archer. When is that Colt Cabana match? The next week? Uh, I think it's next week. Yeah, next mm-hmm. week we're getting Mox and Hager and then that match, I believe. Okay, cool. That'll be good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had the aforementioned Britt Baker versus Ikaru Shida match. And, uh, yeah, this is this is a killer match, dude. And it's like all the character work Britt was doing that was kind of more low-key. She hits a famous search, and, you know, Billy Gunn's sitting there ringside with his kid. Yeah. And she just stares at him for a <laughs> beat before yeah. going over to, get the, to make the cover. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there we're, was we're, all we're that crazy. stuff. Her talking yeah. to the camera, all that stuff was great. It all adds up. And, like, before she started talking to the camera, she was sitting on the apron after she, like, stretched Sheeta a bit. It was just talking trash to her. Right. All these – and it's like Sheeta's great. Like in ring, she is great. Yeah, she's terrific. I just wish she gave she had more opportunity to show off more of her character, more of her personality. Yeah, dude, it 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 goes back. You know, we had this conversation on the Raw review. You know, in ring is great. You got to have something. You got to mm-hmm. have something to grab onto. And right now, I look at these two people. I'm like, if I didn't know what the rankings were, if I if this was my first episode of AEW, 
I would be shocked that Sheeta won this match because I'm like, well, there's one person who is a terrific. She's obviously a terrific wrestler, and that's great. But the other person is being given all the chances to do character stuff. Mm-hmm. And I understand exactly who she is. Yeah. So a lot of great back and forth. This match was tons of fun. Let's go to the, 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 the rubber glove bit that you mentioned. So they're at this point, bit Brits busted open. She's bleeding out her nose. Yeah. They're in the ring. They're trading forearms. Oh, this is when she gets busted open. Actually. Uh, Sheeta hits the Insigiri. Britt responds with uh, a super kick, and she kind of lowers her head. She raises up, and blood pouring out of her nose. Yeah. Great image. Yeah. Uh, we get some more back and forth. Uh, Sheeta hits a Falcon Arrow that gets a two. Uh, Britt reverses into a roll-up, gets a two, and then she goes right into a lockjaw. She, she has the Rings of Saturn aspect of it put on. She wants to get the Mandible Claw on, so she asks the ref for a glove. And so she's there trying to put it on, and that gives Sheeta an opportunity to roll her up. Uh, Britt kicks out. Sheeta follows with the Shining Wizard. There's some more back and forth. Uh, but ultimately, uh, uh, they're jockeying from position up at the top rope. Uh, Sheeta drops Britt across the top turnbuckle, falls with the Shining Wizard to get the win. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to her awesome promo a little bit later. But uh, after that, we had uh, Kenny Omega and his uh, best friend, uh, Michael Nakazawa, this backstage. This was really good stuff. This it's Dude, it, it never ceases to make me laugh that Kenny Omega... Could probably be in contention or maybe even top WWE champion right now, but he would rather be booking comedy matches in AEW. Yep. That is amazing. That's so funny. So they're in a trailer, right? Yeah. And uh, and he's talking to Nakazawa and he's like, man, you know, we, we had a really good. I, and I also love, by the way, that the tag team champion, one of the tag team champions is now setting up another tag team for himself. And he wants to name it. And he wants to do he that they don't even have a name for the one with him and Hangman Page. I mean, I guess they're the elite, whatever. They don't yeah, call him that. Faction, though. No. <laughs> they don't call him that. Um, so he's like, Yeah, you know, we made a really good team in DDT, uh, but we need a name. And uh Nakazawa says, Well, you know, Kenny, you and I, you know, we're the we're best, we're the best friends. That's what we should be called best friends. And he's like, okay. well, Go ahead. But we already have a team named Best Friends, and they're well established. Yeah, but <laughs> he's uh, laying out the bona fides why they should be, you know, hold on to that name. Right, they're a really popular act here in AEW. They're, you know, they're. He's like, yeah, but uh, you're an EVP, and we're best friends, so you should make it happen. Tell, he said, "You should change it. <laughs> you should change it." That's and then out right, of uh, the the bathroom, the trailer walks Orange Cassidy. Right, and Kenny realized, like, oh gosh, he might have heard all that, and so he lets Chuck and Trent in, and they come in, is like. We heard it all. You <laughs> we heard be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> you and think Chuck you're better says, friends than us? You think you're the best friends? Fine. We'll have a match, and the best friends is on the line. The name of best friends will be on the line. We'll find out who the best friends are. God, it was so good. And then and Kenny they, uh, says, I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh, was so good. <laughs> it was so good. This dude would rather be. And who could blame him, man, palling around with his friends? Well, also, too, he's taken you know, quite a beating in his career. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> the, the, the the way he wrestles, the physical style he employs, uh, I, I get the sense that maybe he's starting to feel uh, a little beat up. He's getting too old for this shit, man. Yeah, that's where I think that comes from. So, like you said before, Sleepy Excalibur after that went through the AEW power rankings, <laughs> rolled out of bed, 
I, I almost thought it was a situation where we had that mic where Kevin Nash was obviously doing Goldberg's voice. I said it was Excalibur with the power rankings. I'm like, <laughs> the first couple words didn't sound anything like Excalibur. <laughs> right. Yeah. It didn't, it like I didn't. I actually just got from a nap. Until you said that it was Excalibur, uh, I I didn't know that it was him. I didn't mm-hmm. really pay attention. I was like, okay, power rankings. Who cares? It was like Excalibur ASMR. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> right. After that, we had the first of two Mox Hager video packages. My favorite part of these was uh, Hager and his wife talking about how, yeah, you know, we have a saying in this family. If you don't win, don't come home. And I'm like, that's the most Ricky Bobby thing I've ever heard. I know. You know, he's like, my dad always said, if you're in first, you're in last. And then later on, you see Gary Cole as his dad. And he says, that's ridiculous, Bobby. There's second place, third place, fourth place. I never said that. <laughs> That'd be funny if, if his wife said that and he went to uh, cut to Hager and he's like not saying that at all. Yeah, I know. I know. Exactly. I know. See, okay. So I think that's what this, and I understand the point. I understand that they're trying to build this to like be a fight fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But every time they've done one of these packages, like when they did this kind of thing for uh, the young bucks versus a uh, uh, Omega and, and hangman, mm-hmm. they had the tension they also had a little bit of comedy in it. They yeah. had a little bit of the levity, and I kind of feel like that's what these were missing. Like you needed, and I, I, I don't need it to be. I know they're trying to build a fight, but man, it's okay to have a little bit of levity. Like throw Sammy Guevara in there for a second, and he'll say something funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the previous one, the the one they did prior to this. They had, uh, you know, I think all the members of the inner. Yeah, 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 Santana yeah, totally. Ortiz, yeah, Sam was in it. Jericho was Jericho in it. was in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Uh, because I know Mox can be funny. Uh, I don't know about Hager. This was completely and totally mirthless. Hey, I mean, Hager, he was, dude, he did the, uh, he's been in packages where he's been funny before, and largely it's just him being silent. Yeah, it's him not talking. But there's, there's, you know, there's, there's some body language comedy there. Yeah. You know, like he yeah, gets totally. it. Uh, so early on, Mox says he and Hager are in the business putting smiles on people's faces. In fact, Hager clarifies further, calls himself a prize fighter. He says he just wants a title because that means money. Uh, he wants to provide for his family. He goes on several times about how much uh, his family has sacrificed so he can achieve his level of success. And that's when uh, Hager's wife enters, says, you come home a winner, you don't come home at all. Mm-hmm. And then Hager mentions that he was supposed to have a Bellator fight in May 9th, which hadn't been announced yet. Oh, um, okay. So he says he has been in fight camp for ah. weeks. Ah. Um and then uh, uh, his trainer says, yeah, once he wins the AEW title, then Bellator is next. And the kind of, especially this first one, uh, they were talking about how unprecedented it was that someone would simultaneously be uh, competing in MMA while also pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Dan Severn did that 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, nonetheless. Yeah, he did it like legitimately at like the top level. He wasn't being fed a bunch of punks like Hager. Has been. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, Mox mentions where uh, Hager no sold the paradigm shift. He called that a humbling moment, but it says it's no holds barred. It's empty arena. Changes the game for Hager, uh, and Mox says uh, he'll defend the AEW title with his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, we had a TNT Championship uh, slash Cody and Sean Spears video package. Cody talked about the Genesis briefly, the TNT title. says it's something that the network wanted, mm-hmm. and he asked, how rare is that the network will ask for a new belt to to, to be birthed into existence? I don't yeah. know the answer to that. Yeah. 
I don't, both, know, I, don't uh, I don't recall there being a TNT title or a TBS title back in the day. Nor do I. But uh, the two, they had two packages of co- for Cody and Sean Spears. They're both really good. Yeah, they were good stuff. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, and then we had best friends versus best friends. Air quotes with best friends. <laughs> um, uh, early on, this is when Jericho made the uh, said. You know, he walked down the ring with a fork and a bunch of other stuff uh, in his in his in his gear, and he said, you know. I'll pull out a fork and cut a bitch. I appreciate that Sean Great. Spears was ringside scouting Michael Nakazawa in like the partner. most in the most belligerent way possible. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, I'm I'm still I'm still on the search. Get, get rid of that body oil, body oil. What are you gonna do yeah. with that? Get rid of that body yeah. oil. You could tell right then that Sean Spears wasn't winning the main event. His <laughs> right, mind's exactly. preoccupied with something else because he had no juice going into the day, man. Nakazawa didn't pan I mean, out for him. He's got a huge match the main event. He should be backstage watching tape on Cody, not trying to recruit a tag partner. There's all different kinds of ways to lose your juice, man. Yeah. Uh, So early on, Nakazawa and Trent had to chop off. Nakazawa gets the baby oil, uh, puts it all over his chest. So Trent tries to chop him, and his (laughs) hand just slides right off. Yeah. So there Um, is a weakness to the chop, and it's baby oil. I guess so. Later on, Nakazawa also takes the baby oil uh, while Trent is kind of crotched on the top rope, rubs the baby oil on the top rope, and slides Trent across it back and forth mm-hmm. in commentary. I think it was Tony that had to say that it was called the hentai slide. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, later on, uh, I don't know if like if 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 Kenny and Nakazawa are writing down the names of some of these moves or how much how many of these were uh, on the fly made up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, like later on, Chuck dropped toe holds Nakazawa into Kenny's front area, and then. Uh, uh, Jericho and Tony had a name for it right away. Like Tony says, what's that one called again? And Jericho had a name for it. So who knows? Yeah. I didn't know if that was Jericho improvising or if that was, or if he actually had the name written down. I don't yeah, know. I, don't know. I, I just know. like when Jericho popped, when Nakazawa went for a double clothesline and he whiffed on both of them. Cause yeah. like he comes off the ropes and he does like, he tries to do the double, the flying double clothesline thing mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Trent and Chuck. And they're like too far away, and his arms aren't long enough. Well, so, no, they just like they sidestep him too. Yeah, they just sidestep him, and he just lands on. And I don't Jericho, I don't think saw that coming, and he just he would not stop talking about it. Yeah, but then Nakazawa gets up and squirts oil in Trent and Chuck's eyes. <laughs> yeah, this brings Orange Cassidy in the ring. Nakazawa uh, tosses uh, uh, Trent and Chuck out. Um, oh, sorry, sunglasses. Sorry, Cassidy. Yeah, Nakazawa takes his sunglasses off. Toss him out of the ring. Orange well, he, he no, he squirts him in the face first, but he's not affected because he has the sunglasses on. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, dang it. So he takes and he throws them. Meanwhile, Orange Cassidy's putting on another pair of sunglasses. Yeah. Um, and then Cassidy takes out Kenny with a suicide dive. Uh, later on, Kenny goes on a run. Uh, Snapdragon on Trent. Charges Chuck. Chuck hits him with a knee. Uh, Trent follows the Shining Wizard. Uh, Chuck hits a pop-up powerbomb. Nakazawa's in to break up that pin. Uh, Omega and Nakazawa have the upper hand. They hit like a doomsday spear type thing on Trent. Chuck breaks that up. And that's when Nakazawa, Nakazawa pulls off his thong, <laughs> shoves it in Trent's face. Jericho endlessly loved that too, yeah. Uh, Kenny hits a V-trigger. They go for the cover. Chuck breaks that up. Um, and then there's a sequence where Kenny accidentally gets the thong in his face. Yeah. Trent then hits Nakazawa with the pile driver. Nakazawa kicks that out. Uh, Chuck then tosses Kenny into the barricade. Best friends hit strong zero for the win and to keep the name best friends. But then uh, afterwards, they all hug. Yeah, but earlier in the match, when Orange Cassidy was in the ring, uh, Nakazawa and Kenny try to do the group hug with mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy, 
but he moves out of the way just yeah. in time and they miss it and they're both mad at him because they're like, we want to hug you too. Yeah. And so they get to do that at the very end. I thought, man, that was such a fun match. That that stuff is so, it's so clever and it's, it, you, I don't know, man. Comedy, comedy's not easy to do, I would imagine. I, I would, probably the same in like, you know, movies and stuff. How comedy mm-hmm. sometimes can be more difficult than, uh, than mm-hmm. drama. Uh, next, we had another Brody Lee slash uh, uh, Mr. McMahon video package. So he rolls up at some place uh, in a, a Mercedes-Benz SUV, walks up to a trio of creepers, mm-hmm. two dressed in the usual Under Armour stuff. Uh, the other one had a tie on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so he goes and berates the two who aren't dressed up, says perception equals reality. And he says, what's the perception of you guys when they walk through the airport? Is it power? Is it wealth? Uh, he said he's there to, to make every life he touches extraordinary. Uh, next stop on the highway reads unlimited power and limited success. <laughs> and if you're not with it, you got to get off. Yeah. And that so tells it. Yeah. Go ahead. He tells the two bum creepers to get their act together. And then he looks at the guy in the tie and he says, here, I've got an opportunity for you. Come with me. Yeah. I like that. Especially one of the bum creepers. I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but his like track jacket or his track suit or whatever it was, was a, was exceptionally wrinkled. Oh, it's yeah. like he took it out of the dryer and like put it under all the clothes yeah. just for this sequence because it was super wrinkly too. Yeah, it was he pretty was like, great. Do you, do you, they're going to think that you're just like one of them. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was really good stuff. It was stuff. good stuff, really good stuff. Next, uh, the Britt Baker interview we talked about a little bit mm-hmm. uh, already where she just turns you know, everything around on the fact that she's a dentist. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, another Mox Hager video package, not as good as the first one. Actually covered up a lot, covered a lot of the same ground. Yeah, largely superfluous. But uh, you know they're really hyping this match, and hopefully it's good. It's empty mm-hmm. arena, no holes barred. Something they can go anywhere they want. Uh, hopefully it's fun. Yeah, it should be a fun match. After that, we had a Matt Hardy promo from the Hardy compound. He's responding to Jericho, uh, who insulted the elite, and he says, "Let's take a look at the circle that is internal." <laughs> yeah. Uh, call Sammy a false god uh, about proud and powerful. He says he loves Puerto Rican food, and he says he wants to take a bite out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he says uh, Jericho uh, Hager is a really intelligent, well-spoken person. You've turned him into Jakenstein. All he needs is a little bolts on the neck. Yeah. yeah. Transformation. Uh, he calls for Vanguard 1 to bring him the inner circle shirt. Uh, Vanguard brings over a new Matt Hardy shirt. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy puts him over for that, but he still wanted the other shirt. Uh, Vanguard one says he didn't bring it because that shirt is fire, and 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 Hardy's like what? And Vanguard one says yeah, dumpster fire, and they cut to like a, a fire pit and it's on fire in there. Uh, Matt Hardy says the inner circle will be broken. He'll delete them, and then he challenges the inner circle to face him at the compound for the elite deletion. That should be fun, man. That should be that should be wild. That should be off the hook. I'm looking forward to that one. Yep. Um, yep. Maybe yeah, that's seems- what I. Good. Seems like the kind of thing they could just do, you know, during all this empty exactly. arena stuff. Exactly. Know? And maybe it's the thing where they, they, they realize, okay, we're not going to be able to do blood and guts for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Let's give the viewing audience something special in the interim. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I've been entertained with, they, they have found ways to still make AEW feel consequential throughout all this. I feel um, like there's pushing ahead with the stories they would have told regardless. Yeah, I think that I think that they or or if they've been calling, you know, if they've had to re refigure their game plan, they have done so, uh, you know, in 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 a pretty damn impressive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After that, we had Lee Johnson 
making his AEW Dynamite debut against Brody Lee. Uh, and so you know what this is going to be. Uh, this was a little bit longer of a match than the Lance Archer one earlier. Not by much, though. Not by much. It was still a squash match. Uh, and, yeah, Brody yeah. Lee beats him with the discus lariat. And then he seems to have, like, he was staring at Marco Stunt a lot. Yeah, he was staring at Marco Stunt. This was kind of interesting because he's looking at him. And after he looks at him for a cent, Marco just sort of, like, awkwardly waves at him. And Jericho's like, don't wave at him. Just, like, look away, look down. And I, I wonder if that's, like some direction that like Jericho sort of let out as kind of real, because I'm not sure if you should be like awkwardly waving at somebody who's supposed to be like massively intimidating. But also what a, this is like the, what the dark order does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe, you know, they, they maybe, do the hand thing. maybe Marco's in man. Maybe Marco's in. Maybe that's why he did it. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, after that we had the second of two Spears Cody video packages. And then we got our main event, Sean Spears versus Cody. This was a fun match. It just had a really weird finish. They had some some cool bumps. The guardrail spot was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, All right, so, so talk about just talk about the finish then, because yeah, it was it was a good match. You know, like you said, there was one bit where they they had a guardrail set up on the outside, and there was a suplex into it. It was hmm. all good stuff. Cody ended up winning. He put uh, at a certain point, uh, uh, Sean Spears kicked out of like a double crossroads. Yeah, yeah, two crossroads. And this was after. No, so let's go back a little bit. Uh, Spears set up a table ring. Oh, sorry, Cody set up a table ringside. Yeah, the Spears table spot too, yeah. Uh, dumps Cody through that with a, a Death Valley driver out of the mm-hmm. ring through the table. Cody beats the 10 count. Uh, and Spears, rather than... And Jericho did a good job selling this. Jericho is yelling at Spears, get on him, get on him, get on him. Instead, Spears was just upset that, that he didn't get the count out when he was slamming his fists on the mat rather than attacking Cody. Eventually, picks up Cody, talks some trash, slaps him. Cody slaps him back. Spears goes for DVD. Cody escapes that. Hits two crossroads. Spears kicks out. And then Cody locks in a figure four. Mm-hmm. And rather than doing a tap out, rather than doing a pass out win for Cody, you had Spears on the mat doing this. Yeah. Like jazz hands. <laughs> well, ooh, this hurts. Ooh, this no, hurts. No, I, I, get, I get the point. Yeah. But even in pain, if you, you have enough fortitude to do this, you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Like, this seems like not that far removed. You know what I mean? So I think one thing, so Jericho called this right. He says, I've never seen anybody get pinned by the figure four before. I, I, for one, I really, really appreciate that Cody, that everybody's dude, everybody's thing seems to be, we can't give them the heat of a crowd, 
Let's try to get inventive. Let's try to get interesting. Listen, I appreciate that. And maybe it was the cell of it where you had your spears doing this. Yeah. Like if you have some mobility in the upper body, just lift your shoulder up a little bit. Well, here's the thing, though. If he's got too much pride to tap, and if he's not passing out due to pain, maybe his thing is, I'll just sit here and see what happens. I kind of get that. And here's another thing, too, that didn't, that kind of bugged me about it. It wasn't as if Cody was attacking the leg throughout the match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but now, if he... Now, if, he but, but, like, if Cody had, had made a point of attacking the leg throughout the match, and that was an obvious weak spot for Spears, it might have made more sense in my mind to say he just slaps on a figure four and suddenly it was the most painful thing Sean Spears had ever well, experienced. He brought, he brought the knee pad down. He took the knee pad off. Look, I appreciate they tried something new. It just seemed weird to me. It was definitely weird. I'll give you it that. It was weird. But you know what, man? I'd rather something weird than just pin him on a double crossroads. I really like that they had Sean Spears kick no, out. No, I like that. that too. I like that too. So it was, yes, it, it was odd. But, um, uh, but I don't know. Our, I'll always take odd. Our Lopez Ortiz here in chat says Flair used to pin people all the time in the 80s with the figure four. But here's a, maybe there's another thing too where like Sean was in it, what, 20 seconds, not even that, 20 seconds before he got pinned. Like try to fight. Yeah. I know hey, they went there. They're already going over, but try to fight or something. Here's a really stupid question. Okay. Did Dusty really used to employ the figure four? You're asking the wrong dude. Okay. I didn't know because that might have been something really obvious. Um, because Jericho said, you know, his dad used to yeah. used to win championships all over the place with a figure four. And I'm like, is he making a crack? Like, you know, obviously mistaking one for the other. Like yeah. jokingly saying something like that. I don't know. Um so and Shivani was like going along with it, maybe just mm-hmm. to go along with it. But uh, I don't know. I didn't know if that was a crack uh, or if I was missing something or if Dusty actually used to use a figure four. But yeah, that I don't know. Weird I mean, I, I I, I'm obviously aware of Dusty's legacy and, 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 and whatnot, but I've only seen like a handful of his matches. Yeah, honest. right, right. That's, uh, that's, you know, that period of wrestling, the late 70s, it's like I really need to firsthand verse myself in a lot more. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Maybe somebody in chat will know. Speaking of which, let's answer some questions. We have a couple of highlighted questions here. Uh, We also have a thread up on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a bunch of bonus content over there. Uh, Today we uploaded, uh, what is today, Wednesday? What do we do today? Oh, it's like a, oh, we did quiz prep. Quiz quiz prep prep. for for the Quizlemania, which, hey, some of that might have worked. Got your third place. Uh, Owen says, uh, who is the next W? (laughs) This is the most popular question. For AEW reviews, who's the next WWE superstar you see moving to AEW? Say yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the revival. Scary Brady. I already kind of wiped my memory of them in WWE out of my my mind because that was a a thing on Quizlemania today is who do the New Day beat for the tag titles? And I said, I don't know, Rude Ziggler? I think they were oh, only tag champs dude, on Raw, those, and it was a revival. Once you start, when when they when he said the 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 order of the SmackDown tag champions, yeah, that was tough. I was like, the New Day have had those things how many times? The Usos have had them how many times? Man, yeah, uh, I got a new sub here, Scary Brady. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Dang MQ, what should AE do? What what should AEW do? Once their taped shows run out in late May, uh, uh, hopefully tape more shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, PNW PDX, thank you for the sub. Uh, Dang MQ, Bellator has canceled all events until June. And then uh, Jay Molina in here says Lashley was TNA champ while fighting in Bellator. So oh. Unprecedented. Hey, he was legit, too. Yeah, he was. Still is. 
Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, going in raw co-host Brian Luckman, B money, as I call him. Do you have a fear that the broken Matt Hardy gimmick may become stale to a large due to a large part of the audience? Oh, to a large part of the audience. Or is Matt smart enough to keep it fresh and new? I, I think that it'll be fine as long as he's, he seems like a very creative guy. And mm-hmm. the reason he left WWE is because he still has a lot to offer in his mm-hmm. own mind, mm-hmm. which I think means he's got a lot of ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say that I think it'll be fine. I don't think they're going to do it on a, like a weekly basis. Uh, Scott Hill Jr. over on the Patreon. Hey, friendos, do you guys think that TNA title will be overshadowed by the AEW World Championship? Or do you think it could turn into a workhorse championship? Thanks, guys. I don't see it being overshadowed by anything. I, look, man, so far, so far, I have come to give AEW the benefit of the doubt with pretty much everything. Like, since the beginning of this year, dude, it's been four plus months, and they've been killing it. They really have been. January, February, March, April. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's been three plus months. Um, they've been doing a hell of a job. Yeah, so man. I give them the benefit of the doubt on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, James Fletcher, what year am I living in when the best wrestlers are Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho to wake with the 90s? Also, this is more of a statement than a question. Also, Jericho called the red bit and Matt's hair sassy a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Jericho's good. been operating a whole other level. Uh, just, you can just tell when wrestlers are free to be themselves and have fun. Yeah. Usually good things happen. Well, it's interesting, dude, to hear Jericho talk about uh, – I think this was in the podcast with Matt Hardy. It was either the one with Matt or Brody Lee. And he was talking about getting to, to New Japan, which was just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and and it being a revelation of freedom for him. Yeah. And he was like, man, I didn't know it could be like this. Yep. And it's like, you know, he probably wishes that he could. He's probably doing everything he can to extend his career even longer mm-hmm. so that uh, he can, you know, all these ideas that he might be coming up with now. It's a, mm-hmm. hey, I can do what I want. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, these dudes are going to, in AEW, they're going to be, they, they, I hope they don't take it for granted because it ain't like that everywhere. Yep. Uh, Sam Montgomery. Hey, friend, does Larson perform admirably in Quizzlemania today? Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun to watch. And how great was Jericho and commentary the whole night, especially during the best friends tag match comedy gold? Yeah. yeah pretty, that, that fork night, uh, fork line did me in. Uh, Minnesota Joe, do you think Chris Jericho is the best in commentary or the greatest? His comments were killing me the whole night. He's amazing. We got some new patrons also. Sam Schroeder, Tez, Jimmy, and Danny Rand. Thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it. Uh, Philly Flexer with Britt Baker killing it with her heel run or heel turn. Do you think AEW has a problem building baby faces, uh, women baby faces, or just not the right one on the roster yet? I think that uh, they've done a decent job with uh, Statlander, and she does a good e- job with Riho too. And she doesn't even do all that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan, TNT Championship is an app name since the weekly show is called Dynamite. What other terms for explosions or bombs could AEW use for future belts? Oh, the hardcore ch- title make it the C4 belt. Oh, that's, that's good. That's what Sean Spears calls his DVD, but still. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, uh, I don't know. What are some other, you know, H-bomb, A-bomb? Uh, napalm. Napalm. Uh, bl- oh, the blast radius. That sounds oh, more like good. a finishing move. Yeah, it does sound like a finishing move as opposed to a belt. Um, Glamorous Jar, are you guys going to review the Brawl for All, Dark Side of the Ring? I feel like every episode keeps getting better and better. That's the plan. I'm going to watch it tomorrow probably. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to watch that thing. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to review it, yeah. 
Yes, Fear and Loathing, seeing you did trivia today, what game show would you volunteer Steve for? Um, it doesn't exist anymore, but there was a one called Press Your Luck back in the 80s. You recall I, Press I, your, your Luck? I remember the name. I don't remember. What was the premise? Uh, it had like a thing. It wasn't a wheel per se, but the there were squares. Mm-hmm. You know, it had like a, a, a frame around the, the, the contestant you know, four by three aspect ratio, like the TV screen. Sure. And so there'd be a thing that would go over these individual squares and there'd be whammies. You don't want to hit a whammy because whammy takes all your money. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Okay. And so it'd go this. around and go, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, stop. And when it stopped, you hope it was on money or a prize or something and not a whammy. Mm-hmm. And they had little animated things for when the whammies showed up that did stuff. So it'd be press your luck. What is this? There was a scandal of some sort in 1984. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Unemployed ice cream truck driver Michael Larson. Wow, interesting. Another Larson. Uh, He won $110,000 in a seemingly random fashion. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, He technically didn't break any rules. Uh, Let's see here. He'd spent... Okay, so, wow, here it is. The... It'll forever be remembered in game show annals for Larson, who subsequently revealed the secret to his astonishing victory. He'd spent the previous year studying Press Your Luck episodes on his VCR, memorizing the game board's five cash winning patterns. That just sounds like he was doing his due diligence. Yeah, that sounds like he was just, yeah. They let him keep the money. I would freaking hope yeah, if, so. If he's not breaking any, if he's just doing his his prep work and not and not cheating, then there's there's nothing. There's no wrongdoing there. Heck yeah, man. Uh, Marcus Steele, who do you think will win the TNT tournament? Also, who do you think should win? No, weird that, that dude had your name. I mean, it's not a it's not like an uncommon last name. Yeah, but still, like you bring up that name, then I look it up. The first thing I see is the it's, dude with it's, your name. It's serendipitous, man. There's no correlation there. There's no. I'm not saying it's like you know divine intervention. I'm just saying it's weird. Uh, who do you think is gonna win the TNT title, and who should win? Oh, Lance Archer's gonna win, and he should win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's gonna be he's gonna murder Cody. He's gonna. I think he's gonna completely annihilate. It's Shit. gonna be embarrassing. Cody. Here's the thing about Cody. He keeps on talking about how good his record is. He keeps on talking about that. I know. He's gonna I know get the- his ass whooped. Yep. Uh, diehard Homer Jake Hager as the Ricky Bobby of AEW is a genius idea. Goes to his uh, wife. Shake and bake. <laughs> shake, shake and bake, man. Uh, dang him, Q. El Diablo <laughs> and the Magic Man. <laughs> there's a new version of press your luck on abc last year hosted by elizabeth banks not sure if it's coming back no nah, that's the enterprise from the 80s that i wanted to stay in the 80s it was a fun show in the 80s man have you ever have you ever watched the buzzer channel no it's b-u-z-z-r so this is because you know you don't have you don't have a over the air tv and it's a, one of those deep cut over the air TV channels, and all it's right. all game shows from the seventies and eighties. Oh, is Match Game on there? Probably. Match I haven't game watched in a while. Match Game is so much fun. Oh man, I love that on, stuff. Uh, used to show reruns of that on, on the on the Game Show Network. Uh, going in raw co-host Brian Luckman. Sorry, B Money says, "When did you coin me with the nickname B Money? You, you were did. here. Just happened." Uh, mean green 49 using any pro wrestlers from any promotion come up with the two to three person commentary dream team you guys would want uh to do to do commentary for what we're just doing a dream team commentary, commentary dream team 
J.R., Heyman, and Heenan. All right. I'll see if I can help with something. I don't use any of those any of those individuals. Okay. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Okay. Because he was really good. Uh, Taz. Oh. And Kevin Kelly. Oh. Oh, you know what I should have gone with? My B team would be Kevin Kelly, uh, Steve Carino. And you know what I would do? I'd bring in both of Kevin Kelly's recent New Japan partners. I'd have Steve Carino and uh, Don, Don Callis. Uh, the Captain Sin, if you could book three WWE versus AEW matches, who would you pick? Cody versus Triple H. Okay. Kenny versus AJ. Yeah. And then what's the last one? It's my phone. Um, uh, oh, there's a good one. So I'd get Darby Allen, but I'd have him face uh, Rey Mysterio. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Oh, Ryan Luckman. Says uh, Young Bucks versus New Day. Yeah, it's a good one too. We already saw that though great. in video game form. Yeah, but not even, in ring. Even though only two of the participants really cared about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Oh man! All right. Well, let's call it a day, dude. All right. Very well. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow, probably around noon Pacific, three Eastern, for our NXT review, or maybe we'll do it like eleven, eleven noon. What makes sense for you? We can aim for 11. We'll aim for 11. Maybe like 11.30. How, how, how quick I can start watching it. Okay, cool. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.